This is episode 58. Why Warren Buffett is buying Japanese stocks. Welcome to the Loon Investing Podcast. My name is Rignesh. I'm a teacher, a former trained engineer, and a very passionate value investor. Each week will bring you inspiring messages, tips, and ways to help you improve your investing skills and live the life of true abundance as you learn the art of value investing. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Now, let the class begin. Recently, Warren Buffett's company, Berkshire Hathaway, spent roughly $6 billion acquiring slightly more than 5% of the five leading trading companies in Japan. Right? And these companies are Itochu, Marubeni, Mitsubishi, Mitsui, and also Sumitomo. And if I pronounce it incorrectly, please forgive me because I don't, I don't really speak Japanese. Right? So anyway, these investments, as mentioned by Warren Buffett, is actually an investment that Berkshire Hathaway intends to hold long term. And depending on the price, they may increase their holdings up to a maximum of 9.9%. Now the question is, why? They are, actually, this acquisition, right, it caught many people off guard because looking at Warren Buffett's portfolio and also all of his past investments, most of uh, Warren Buffett's uh, investments are actually in the US, right? He has made very little investment outside of the US and now people are confused as to why is he doing that because, you know, some people are asking why is he betting against America, which is something that he himself talks about, right? He said not to do it during his uh, Berkshire Hathaway shareholder meeting this year. He said never to never bet against America. And not only that, why would he choose Japan? Because we all know, of course, as of today, Japan's economy is the world's third uh, biggest economy after the US and also after China. However, looking at their historical uh, GDP trend, the growth has been flat, right? Because I don't know why, but many years ago, they were growing rapidly until somewhere around 1995. They had a GDP of around $5.5 trillion, right? But ever since then, they have been stagnant. Actually, they have been fluctuating, but overall, they have been stagnant. And as of this year, right, their GDP is about $4.9 trillion. So, if you compare to 1995, it's actually a negative trend, right? It's going downwards. In other words, we can say that I we can we can either say that the company the economy is shrinking or they are I would say rather stagnant, right? They're not not it's not really growing, right? And we haven't even talked about their aging population in Japan, right? So that is why in this episode we will be discussing why Warren Buffett is so keen on buying these Japanese companies, right? But before we dive right in, here are two main things that I need you guys to understand. The first thing is about this investment. This investment, which uh, Warren Buffett just bought, is not an investment that just happened overnight. Right? This acquisition actually happened over a period of 12 months right? through regular purchases on the Tokyo Stock Exchange. 
And if we look at these five investment as one, instead of looking at, at as this as five separate investment, if we combine it and look as look at it as one investment, this six billion dollars acquisition will put this uh, investment on the seventh spot of Berkshire Hathaway's portfolio, just below uh, Moody's Corporation and above Wells Fargo. So it's actually a big deal. Six $6 billion acquisition is actually a big deal if we see all of this as one, one investment instead of five investment, right? And the second thing we need to understand is this. In Japan, all of these very large trading companies that trade wide range of products and materials, they are known as Sogo Shoshas. Okay, I hope I pronounced it correctly. Please forgive me. I don't speak Japanese. I'm really sorry. But anyway, it is known as Sogo Shoshas. And there are actually seven of these companies, these seven uh, Sogo Shoshas in Japan. And Warren Buffett is betting on the five biggest one out of the seven that currently exist, right? The other two is Toyota Shusho, Susho and Sojits, right? The, that's the other two. But Warren Buffett is only betting on the the five right and these trading companies they're not just any trading companies these companies actually revived japan uh revived japan's economy right many years ago and of course most of us we we know that japan is a country that is limited in natural resources right and so many years ago i think hundreds of years ago during the 19th century this concept of Sogo Sosha was created and basically any companies that have extreme diversification, they are enormous, they have uh, broad global reach and also if they have, they can handle tens of thousands of products and services, they are categorized as Sogo Soshas. Okay, So these companies, they are in charge of conducting import of raw material to the country because like I said, Jap- Japan it was lacking in terms of natural resources. So after the Second World War, these Sogo Shoshas, they were the ones that revived the company, right? And of course, their dom- dominance now, they have dropped since, I guess, 1980s. But they still play a very important role in Japan's economy, right? In 2015, these companies actually accounted for around one-third of Japan's import and also 18% of its export. And in 2016, their sales were about 15% of Japan's GDP. So they actually contribute a lot to the to the country. So coming back to the question, why? The first thing we need to understand is we want to ask is why why is uh why is he choosing why is Warren Buffett choosing Japan? knowing that the country's GDP is actually shrinking and we and not to mention their aging population, right? And Warren Buffett actually said this. He said that these five uh, major trading companies, they have many joint ventures throughout the world and are likely to have more. In other words, they are actually a very globalized company and you can see it from their uh, financial statements, right? The, their source of revenue for these companies are not just coming from Japan. In fact, roughly about 40 to 50 percent for most of, for all these companies, their source of revenue is actually c- 
coming from Japan. And the remaining 50 to 60% of their revenue is coming from other countries such as the US, Singapore, countries from Europe, and some other Asian countries as well. And they are continuing to expand. But of course, some might say that uh, 40, 40 to 50% revenue coming from Japan is still too much, right? Let's look at uh, Marubeni, for example. So Marubeni is also another one of the five companies, right? So Marubeni, in their 2020 uh, financial report, it shows that roughly 39% of their revenue is coming from Japan. And five years ago, which is 2015, that number was 54%, right? Since then, until today, the number is reducing from 54 to 53 to 40 and now to 39, which is a good sign because it shows that the company is aware that they, they, are, they need to diversify and they are also constantly expanding. And I guess that's what most investments are these days because we are now living in a global economy, right? And all these well-established companies, you know, like this, they're not just operating in their, own their, in their own country, right? A good example would be companies like Facebook, Google, Apple, Amazon, and so on. All these large and uh, well-established companies, they will want to grow, right? They will want to expand. They will find ways to grow and expand. And it's very difficult for them to only depend on their own country. So they are looking for other countries so that they can expand their, uh, their, their, their company and continue to grow, right? And when we are analyzing a company, before looking at the country's GDP, we should first identify where is the company's revenue coming from? Where is their source of revenue? Are they only coming from one source? Are they uh, diversified? You know, once we know that, only then we can decide whether or not the population or whether or not the country's GDP actually affect the, the company, right? And a very simple example, imagine if you, you come across a company, if let's say this company, only 20% of the revenue is coming from its own country. We can't just look at the, com the country's uh, GDP and assume that, you know, they are not profitable and so on. If we are doing that, that means our analysis is, I would say it's a mistake, right? It's flawed. It's not, it doesn't make sense. And that is why whenever we want to analyze a company, before we look at the GDP or the population of the particular country, make sure you identify the source of revenue, revenue of the company. You want to know where is it coming from, right? And that's the first thing. The second thing, a second uh, common question that I notice people are asking is that, why is Warren Buffett betting against America? Now, Warren Buffett, he mentioned before, even he actually mentioned many times, but this, this year's uh, uh, Berkshire Hathaway AGM, he actually s emphasized on not betting against America. But now he's investing in, you know, such a big stake in, uh, in Japan, right? So the question now people are asking is, why is Warren Buffett betting against America? Now, personally, I don't think that Warren Buffett is betting against America. Because looking at this uh, investment, right, it seems like the, the typical Buffett kind of investment. Why? Now, the first thing is because it is within his circle of competence. That's the first thing. These five companies, they have very big investment in energy. So 
energy is basically something that Warren Buffett understands a lot about. So I have no doubt that he understands the business, right? So the first thing is it is within his circle of competence. The second thing why I don't think that uh, he's against America is because, no, actually why I think that he, it's, it's his kind of investment is because they have a very wide moat and they have very solid financials. Right, according to an analyst, uh, this analyst's name is uh, Tan Ha Fam, I, I guess. I, 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 again, I apologize. I can't, I can't read names. I, I just, I just can't. So I'm really sorry about that. But I'm just going to call him the analyst. Okay. So this analyst, he said, he said this: these trading companies generate strong cash flow. They pay out a lot of dividends, and they have businesses that can't be easily replicated. And another, according to another source, they said that several of these companies have large amount of cash on hand, raising their appeal. Mitsubishi, for example, uh, they they have they have seen steady growth in free cash flow per share for the past four years. And of course, Warren Buffett has always emphasized on the importance of cash flow and also free cash flow. So I I. I have no doubt that he likes the financial of this company and not to mention that this company, they have mode that is not easily replicated, right? So it's just the kind of investment that Warren Buffett likes. And the third and also the final reason why I think that it is his kind of investment is because these companies are trading below its book value, right? Itochu is the only one whose stocks trade uh, above its book value. Which means that for the other four, the market capitalization capital, capitalization is actually less than the value of their asset, right? And this is the typical Warren Buffett style of investing when he was learning with Benjamin Graham. He looked for low valuation uh, company relative to its book value with high uh, margin of safety. And on top of that, this company, they have good cash flow, good profit, and they have global exposure. So it, it, it just makes it very attractive to someone like Warren Buffett. So now the question is, should you invest in it? Now, that is entirely up to you. I'm not going to answer that. It's entirely up to you. This is not a suggestion for you to buy or to sell. This is only for educational purposes, all right? And I personally am I'm happy to see that Warren Buffett is, you know, it's been quite a while since he invested something. Uh, he spent, you know, a huge amount on his investment. So to see him investing in this company is something that I'm happy because, you know, I do see like this, this is a very good company to invest in as well. And, but I don't recommend anybody to invest unless they understand it, right? But for Warren Buffett's case, I'm happy to see him you know, investing in this company. But as for me, I don't think I will be investing because the main reason is because it is not within my circle of competence. I personally don't really know much about uh, trading companies like this. And also, I don't know what is their future prospects, uh, their competitors and so on. So I don't think that I will be participating in this investment. And as for you, if you are really interested, I want I also want advice to to make sure that you do your own due diligence before you invest, right? That is all from me. I hope you find this insightful. If you have any questions that you'd like to ask, or if, you find, if you're finding for ways to learn to invest independently, 
or if you're just curious and you want to, you you like to find out more about us you can check out our website diloon.com to find out more until next time take care you guys i'll catch you on the next episode Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, make sure you share it with someone who you think will benefit from this. Remember, you have the power to change someone's life by sending them this message and becoming the light in their darkness. Also, if you want to help me spread this message of value investing, click the subscribe or follow button. It will allow this message to reach even more people who need to be inspired. So click the subscribe or follow button and leave a review right now. And I want to close this with a quote that I love so very much by Zig Ziglar. It goes like this. You don't have to be good to start, but you have to start to be good. I'm so grateful for you and if no one's told you lately You are loved. You are amazing in every way and you are worth fighting for. As always, you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and make an impact and live the extraordinary life.